Hello and welcome to episode 176 of Hustle & Pro. I'm your host, Kelly Walker, and our guest today, I'm very excited about, our guest today is Trish Holt. She is head golf professional here at PGA. We're in Frisco today, but I want to rewind a tad bit and see sort of your background as like a youth golfer, where you grew up, and kind of when golf became a part of your life. Sure. Um, so I actually grew up here in Frisco. So I went to Frisco High School. Um, Whenever I graduated, there were four high schools, and now I think there's 12. Just fell in love with the game uh, with my dad. My dad was the one that um, brought me into the game, and I would just go out for fun with him and then realized I absolutely loved it, and he got me into golf lessons and played through high school, um, played in college, and ended up here somehow. So how old do you, you might have said, but what was the age that you actually started? Like yeah. you picked up your first club and started playing? Probably when I was six years old. Six, yeah. okay. And that was just That's once young. a month, go ride around with my dad in the golf cart, you know, take a couple swings. And then probably when I was 10, I actually would say I started like playing golf a little okay. bit more seriously. Yeah. And then high school golf. So mm -hmm. did you went to Frisco High School. Frisco so High School. So you golfed for Frisco High School. I did, yes. And meanwhile, you're probably golfing outside of high yes. school also. A lot of tournaments outside um, of high school. It's actually really cool. My, um, my high school coach, Mary Black, she's still there. So that's oh, really cool. Great. I've gotten to see her out here a couple times because yeah. she brings the Frisco High School uh, golf team out here. So yes. that was really cool too. Another cool part of this yes, development absolutely. is how many Frisco ISD high school players get to be out here. Yes. Um, so that's that's cool in itself. So tell me about some of the kind of the, I don't know, highlights when you think about your youth playing days. Um, I did qualify for the U.S. Women's Amateur Championship. Um, that was really exciting. I was in college at that point. Okay. Um, but I did qualify for that, I think, my sophomore year of college. Uh, one of my other teammates qualified as well. So my coach came, a couple friends came, my fa our families came and got to watch us play. That was Where pretty was that? exciting. It was in Charleston, South oh, Carolina. Yeah. yeah. It was really, really cool. Um, that was definitely a highlight. Um, I had a really uh, a really good senior year in college, um, and I finished uh, runner-up at our um, our NCAA championship. So that was a really special way to round out yeah. the season. So yeah. those were two of my probably biggest highlights, I would say. And so you were at Bowling Green, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So why there? Was that a point in high school that was they became on your radar, or was there something yeah. specific about going there that you were looking forward to? Yeah, so my coach at Bowling Green, she actually recruited really heavily um, in the kind of the Dallas Metroplex. Okay. Um, there were a bunch of girls from Texas that went through oh, cool. uh, that golf program, which is um, kind of random a little bit to it go all the way That's to why like, why Northwest Ohio. But you know, there are these pockets, like yes. these pockets of schools around the country that have certain sports that pull from certain regions or, you know, players just kind of migrate to there for whatever reason. Right, and there's a ton of um, junior golf in this area specifically, and yeah. junior girls golf, which is wonderful. There's a ton of junior golf tours, a lot of um, options to be able to play uh, tournament golf. So she recruited really heavily from here, and I think there were probably, in the span that I was there, there were four or five of us that were actually from the same area nice. that went through that program. So that was cool to have that Texas yeah. connection all the way up in Ohio. Makes it comfortable. Yes, a little yeah. bit more comfortable. It was a long way to go. It was really cold yeah. up there, but it was a long way to go for, for school, especially being from here and loving it here. That was a, a really big change, but so then maybe that's maybe that's the answer to my next question. When you think about challenges mm -hmm. and struggles, when I talk to high school athletes um, or even pro athletes, when we look back on their journey, um, some of the sacrifices, you know, that they had to make to get where they are or just the struggles, injuries, whatever. What about you? Like in the golf world, what were some of the hard parts for you? 
as I, a player. Yeah, I was really fortunate that I never suffered any injuries playing. So I was very, very fortunate in that regard. Um, for me, traveling so far away um, from home was really, really hard. I love it here. Uh, obviously, I came back as soon as I could. Um, and I didn't know anybody, so I didn't have any friends or anything going to school up there, and I really struggled my first two years of college. I didn't play very well up there. The conditions were very, very different. Just the adjustment. The adjustment you. was really, really hard. The grass is different. Um, it's really, really cold. You play in a lot more elements up there than you do here. Here it's hot and windy. and there, factors you there have it's to factor in. cold and rainy. And, um, and you're what, 18? <laughs> yes. And you're, you're on your own? On your own. Like, I, I mean, golf is individual, but at the same time, you have a support system around you, right? right. So you have people to bounce things off of yes. and are probably constantly watching and helping you adjust. Right. You get there, that on your system own. is Yeah, they're gone. not there. I, um, I, yeah. uh, I was, uh, my coach, I had the same coach growing up um, all through junior golf, all through college, and then even after college. And so, and I would take lessons weekly. Um, and that just, I kind of, it was a safety cushion for me. Just go check in, make sure everything yeah. looks good. And then when you go up to school and you're far away, I'm just, I'm sending in videos and I'm trying to fix it all yeah. on my own. It's and different. so I really struggled with my game the first two years of college. Um, my dad actually had to fly up a couple times just to come and mentally try and Level calm me down and stable me a little yeah. bit. And he would come, he would come to my tournaments. Um, and it was just a calming presence yeah. to have him there. Uh, and then as I, adjusted you know I got more comfortable and I was able to kind of learn more about my game specifically and how do I fix my own game without having my support system there yeah. so it was a lot to learn at that, that is stage. a lot yeah. and that that brings the whole there's so many other factors besides the physical part of this sport right. that right. that comes into play so I guess let's let's talk a little about that um so I introduce you as head golf professional. Mm -hmm. This is not your first rodeo of that title, right? I mean, it's a right. big title here, mm -hmm. it's a big place, but you've been a golf professional at other places and courses, yes. right? So tell me when you're head golf professional or golf pro um, at a course, so we don't always know what that means. Right. People like me don't know what that means. Yes. Well, I can think everything from, I mean, you're not a pro golfer. Mm -hmm. You aren't, I don't know, tell me. You're not coaching pro golfers. My guess is that you are day in and day out mm -hmm. training and coaching amateur golfers or here, members of PGA. So like set me straight, like what yeah. are you actually, what's your day to day? So that's part of it. Um, what most people don't understand, so I'm a PGA golf professional. Um, I got a PGA certification through the PGA of America. It's almost like having a, another degree, like a degree in golf, basically. Um, but I run through more, PGA. Through the PGA okay. of America, yeah. yep. It's an um, education program that you go through. It took me three years to get through wow. the program. A lot of people can do it a lot faster, okay. but you, you are working while you're going through that program. Um, and it's more on the business side of golf, so the business side of operating a golf facility. Okay. So that's where I spend the majority of my time um, managing a day-to-day -day operation, managing okay. a team, managing a staff, um, managing all of the events and um, tournaments that we have that we put on here. Um, so and you're some less hands-on with the golfers and I, more yeah. managing the people that are hands-on with the golfers. Right. So I teach a little bit. Uh -huh. um, but a lot, there's kind of 
two different career paths you would take within golf. You would, you know, you would stick more to the operational side, which is what I've done, mm -hmm. or you would stick to the teaching and coaching side. So you've got PGA professionals that are full-time coaches, okay. and you've got PGA professionals that are more on the operational okay, side. So you can have both. You can have both. Now I understand yours. Yeah. So I know that you talk about fostering the love of the game through mm -hmm. coaching and creating memorable experiences. Mm -hmm. So that makes a little more sense now that I hear those two paths. So how do you feel that you're getting the chance to do that here? I think this facility is so special. There's really nothing else like it. And the fact that it's in our backyard here where I grew up is very, very special. Um, I think the greatest place to really create memorable experiences and grow the game is our district area that houses the swing, which is our short course, and the dance floor, which is the two-acre putting course. I think that's such a great place to introduce people to the game of golf that wouldn't yeah. necessarily, they're not going to come and play on an 18-hole golf course, but they can still be introduced to the game and have fun and make it more of a social setting and then start to realize, oh, you know what, this is actually kind of fun. Maybe yeah. I might want to take a golf lesson. Yeah. So I think just having the facility alone in order to do that is really really special and then the programming that we design and just staffing the day-to-day -day operation and making this available for our guests to come enjoy I think that alone really creates opportunities for memorable experiences right and the memorable experiences I mean you mentioned events and not all you have a lot of events out here as mm -hmm. a as a development um, as PGA Frisco as I'm looking over at the at the big wall there where mm -hmm. you guys do I mean I think Last night was movies and yes. there's children out here, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? And so I feel like that's intentional. Right. And so as we look out over um, the dance floor, I mean, I see parents with little kids, like toddlers, mm -hmm. out there a lot. Yes. And obviously, this is not a formal golf setting where these toddlers have to hold the putter right. Nothing's, mm -hmm. you know intimidating. Is right. that what y'all want? Do that's you want to see kids out there just trying and yep getting used to it. That's the intention. I think one of the coolest things that I've seen is to have a movie playing on the jumbo screen and having people and kids just putting in the background while watching a movie outside. Yeah. How cool it's is that cool. to see people enjoying the game while at another activity? And I think that's really special, but that's exactly what the purpose yeah. of this um, very public facing space is. I do too. And I mean, I, t I heard about it for a while. But until you come out here and try it and figure that, you know, just get your bearings. Um, so as a family, we got to kind of taste it all one night. We we did an appetizer in um, lounge by Top Golf, mm -hmm. and then um, or maybe checked in to play on the um, par three course. Mm -hmm. Had an appetizer where we waited. We went and played. We putted after. We sat on the patio at Ice House, right? You did it all. Had more food, <laughs> watched more people, which is fun when the sun's setting, watching the people tee off mm -hmm. on the swing. And after I think putted again, um, because then it was like dark and yep. light lights night. are on, yeah. music's on. And I, all of this was happening while there was a movie night. Mm -hmm. So they were just, the vibe was cool. Right, they were really relaxed, yeah. it's really fun. So y'all have done a really good job of making Thank that you. all come together because <laughs> it's happening in real life. And people like me, um, for school residents, were enjoying it. Yes. We t when we talk about young people coming into the sport, I feel for girls, um, it is a hugely like valuable skill yes. to start early. Mm -hmm. as it's a lifelong, I mean, for anyone it's a lifelong skill, right. but there's this opportunity for females. Mm -hmm. I, so, yes, okay. I completely you, like, agree. For young girls, I feel like start early so that when you are in high school, it's a kind of easy thing to go play on the team and then that opens up your college options. Right, it definitely does. Um, 
I'm not sure if this is still the stat that it, I'm not sure if this stat is still true. But when I was in college, um, women's golf scholarships were the most unused scholarships. And so girls that play golf have a real opportunity to help support themselves through college just by playing just by playing a game and getting yeah. to you know be a part of a team and a part of a community through your college experience. Right. And there's so many so many competitive sports especially around here that kids will play for their whole life. Yes. And those scholarships are really hard to get. They are they're, really hard to get. They're sparse, and so I think you're right um, because I have a child finishing high school, and just in the four years, like in these current four years, the golf coaches come in and and mm -hmm. are begging girls. Yeah, so it's like yeah, come join the still team. Need. There's right. still like these holes to fill. Yeah, in please that come sport. join the team. Please come play. Yeah. They'll recruit um, you know athletes from other sports whenever right. you know it's you know. Um, it was volleyball season. Volleyball, was yeah, so exactly. It's like last so day volleyball. The coaches are like, come on. <laughs> yep. Which come play golf. I hate that they have to do that, but I love that they do it, and hopefully they're getting more players. Right. But as these kind of facilities are open in this area, I'm hoping more young girls see it at age five, six, yeah. seven, and can and then it's like their normal, it's a normal role, uh, sport in their Rolodex right. in high school. Yeah, and it's definitely, it's something that you can, you can use this sport in business opportunities as you're older. You can use it in networking opportunities. You right. can go play. I mean, it, it's really a useful skill that, I mean, people play this game later in life. So introducing to the game, even just casually or just for fun, it will benefit you in the yeah. long run. Just to say, oh yeah, you know what? I've played golf some. For I sure. can go and join, you know, this scramble team for my company. And, and you can really use that skill. When you're at Bowling Green, finishing up your college career as a golfer, if I would have said, or if you were interviewing for a job and I would have said, what do you want to do in five to 10 years? Where do you want to be? Would the reality of being a head golf professional at PGA in Frisco, Texas, even be like a thing you could have dreamt would be a possibility at that time? In Frisco, absolutely not. Yeah. Having our headquarters here in Frisco, absolutely not. I had no idea that was in process on the radar. I remember when it was announced that the PGA of America was moving their headquarters to Frisco, Texas, and I was like, wait, my Frisco? My Frisco, right. I live in. It's coming here of all the places? That's so special. Um, I knew going into college, I knew that I wanted to be a golf professional. Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to work on the business and operational side of golf. Um, and so when I went to school, there's actually two routes so to get your PGA certification. So you can do the program after you graduate, which is what I did. Mm -hmm. um, and also there's some universities that provide the degree as you go through oh. university. Okay. So Sam Houston State is a prime example I in didn't Texas. Know that. Okay. So you can get your you know your college degree and your specialization is in professional golf management and you get your PGA certification. Okay. So my school didn't offer that program. That was the program I wanted to do. My school didn't offer that program. So, so you have to wait until you're after. So I had to wait until like after. A master's. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, it's yeah. your specialization degree. Um, That's very cool. And so I knew that that was what I wanted to pursue. And so I did, I did sport management as my degree. Um, and so I had to do an internship with that degree and I chose to do it in golf. And so I came back for the summer and did my internship at a golf course in that. In the North Texas area? Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah. in Frisco, oh, okay. actually. <laughs> and so that was where I then landed my first assistant golf professional job. Mm -hmm. When I graduated school, I returned back to that facility. Okay. And so that's where I started. So I always knew I wanted to be a golf professional, but I never dreamed that I would be the head golf professional at PGA Frisco 
here. Right. So when you got your certification, was it something to where you would go to their then headquarters in Florida yes, and do things? I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know a lot about so it. So you were traveling yes. from here to there to mm -hmm. continue your either education yes. or just be, you know, yes. involvement. So you're required to, you have to be working at a PGA recognized facility while you are in the program okay. to get your certification. So I was an assistant golf professional. You would travel to Port St. Lucie in Florida. So we would go for a week for seminars and classes and then we would come back and we'd have coursework and book work and things that we'd have to complete on our own and so it took me about a year to get through maybe a little over a year to get through the first level once you finish the first level and you do all of your tests then you go back into your level two seminar okay. so I went back to Florida three times so now everyone actually comes here That's to do crazy, all of their right? education like yeah. it's just kind of all coming together for yes. you for for growing up here yes. I love that so we are in the clubhouse. Yes, we were in the Fields Ranch Clubhouse. Fields Ranch Clubhouse. We we're actually upstairs in the Club 1916 area. So there is a membership here as well. There's a private membership as well. And so the upper floor of the clubhouse is for Club 1916 members. So we we're in the ladies' locker room. All right. Yes. When you talk about the lower level, um, that's not private like if that's you're playing open, golf here yeah. you can you come down yes that's okay. open to the public so okay. our golf shop is downstairs and then the Ryder cup grill the restaurant is open to the public is downstairs okay. as well anyone can come in the clubhouse hang out in the lower level mm -hmm. for the shop and the food yes um, but then members can come upstairs yes and there's in addition to these really nice facilities there's also a restaurant up here there's a restaurant up here for um, club 1916 members okay mm -hmm. and then i mentioned some of the other food around yes. um in the district there's ice house which is barbecue right mm -hmm. and lounge which i'm describing the food there it's i mean it's american mm -hmm. yes uh, like more traditional food um and then there's the ice cream margaret's cups and cones yes Margaret's That's my favorite. Is, is it? <laughs> yes, it's so good. It's so cute that it's like right there on, yes. the, on the edge of the green. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so those are all kind of the things that I see. Um, the, the, the biggest part of everything behind us are the, these two gorgeous championship courses. Yes. So I guess tell us like from your point of view as a player, I'm not someone who is qualified to play those courses. You hear me talk about the par three. I can handle that, the 10 holes. That's perfect for me. Um, so tell us about Fields Ranch, Ranch East and West and like, Sure. What you like what you love about those or, or you yeah. know, what we should know about those. Yes. So the East course is where the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship was held on. Um, we'll be hosting LPGA event and then the PGA championship in twenty twenty seven. Okay. Yep. So we'll be hosting that on the East course, which is our championship course of the two. Um, it's very difficult. It's a beautiful golf course. Um, Elevation on the greens, tighter fairways, um, really great bunker complexes and green complexes, uh, really challenging to play. Not a um, lot of room for margin of error, yes, right? It's yes. A, a precise, very skilled player. Yes. Um, the West Course. Which it should be. Which it should be, yes. It's a championship golf course right. um, and it's exquisite. Um, the West Course also exquisite um it's much more friendly um off the tee you've got wider fairways you've got more room for um for error bailout shots um but still once you get to the greens um really good green complexes nice and challenging uh, really good undulation to the greens it's um so it's a little bit more friendly but it, there's still some challenge to that course so is that the more popular course or do you see i would play? say it's a little bit of a blend okay. um so I would say that 
the west course is more friendly to your weekend golfer that's how i would how okay. i would phrase it yeah. and the east course is more a golfer that really is coming for a special experience wants a unique challenge is more of a um, a regular player um, they would more gravitate toward the east course um, we also have a caddy program here, and so caddies are required on the east course, mm -hmm. and so that really elevates the experience sure. as well, too. And then the west again is just—it's a little bit more, um, a little bit more friendly. Um, it's a little bit—it's less challenging than the east. Within the two, there are also ways to challenge a little more, right? Like where you're hitting from. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if we have five different tee boxes on the east course. Five. And, okay. Yes, and six different tee boxes. Six. On, I didn't know that was on the west okay. course. Okay. I didn't know. I always thought there was like yes three. Yeah. Because no. of where I play usually like sure. three. So five and six. Yes. Wow. So a lot of different options as well, and that's a really good point to bring up. So you know. It's, it helps make the experience maybe a little bit easier if people would play an appropriate tee box for them. We have ribbon tee boxes is what they're called. So they, they, kind of, they're, um, they kind of flow. So instead of having like a square tee box and then your next square tee box and then your next square tee box, the tee boxes actually flow into each other. And so you have room to really stretch the course um, oh, as needed. That's great. All right, we talk about all these things from like end to end of what we have now. I guess what's still being built in the future and opening in the future and things. What gets you most excited about being here? Most excited about being here is probably probably the district area, to be honest. I love that so many people are coming to visit this property, and that's where most of them are coming. We're, we're finding that we're most busy in the evenings on Fridays and Saturdays. Um, when it gets dark out, the lights are on, the music's playing, and you're seeing so many people come to this area. We're having so much demand. Operationally, it's, um, you know, we're trying to now adapt to our staffing levels and our hours of operation to meet such a high demand. I don't think we quite expected it to be that popular for this long. Right. And so that's really that's exciting. Good. It's really exciting to see people in, being introduced to the game, whatever stage in life they're at. They're being introduced to the game. They're coming out here and they're having fun. It's a social setting. They're bringing their friends. They're coming with their families, and it's not intimidating in any way. For and sure. that's what I'm most excited to see: a golf space that's so inviting. Well, I can tell you one thing: we love. Not that you're asking for my <laughs> feedback, but whoever's <laughs> always good. <laughs> whoever's idea it was to have country music playing on speakers. Um, I don't know. Are there speakers on the on the um, dance floor? Yes, okay. there are. I feel like you could hear it everywhere. Uh -huh. But when we were on, we had just made the turn wherever the margarita truck is. Uh -huh. Four? The Casamigas truck. Yep, yep. And we were coming up the hill. We were walking up. Maybe we had hit, and we were coming up to the green. Um, we, we were enjoying all the music the whole time. But one of our friends, our longtime family friends, who played at our wedding, his song came on. Oh, and we cool. were like, my husband and I, we, like my whole family, we looked at each other and we're like, okay, this is like the coolest <laughs> moment. We're playing oh, in this cool. gorgeous night. Like the sun was setting. It was so pretty. We were having fun. And then Wade's song comes on. And I texted him and took a picture. I was like, I'm at PGA and your song's playing while I'm playing. And he's like, that. he's a golfer. See, he's there's like, a memorable so experience oh, for right sure. there. Super memorable. So <laughs> kudos on the the feel right being so casual mm -hmm. and not intimidating that right. you're listening to you know Shania and Garth and all the like yes, for my fun. generation of country music mm -hmm. all of the music you love mm -hmm. so I love it's that really fun part of it 
All right, one question about more about your local piece here. So how do you feel your local connection kind of ties in? Are you, are you, do you feel like you have an extra like, like sense of pride for here than some other maybe non-local staffers? Or are you bringing in like friends and family more often? Yeah, so it's it's definitely really special and it's it's very cool. I've gotten to see so many people that I knew from just growing up and from other clubs that I've worked at. Um, I'm seeing so many people from like my past that are all coming to see this facility and it's so cool to be able to show it off to right. everyone that comes. Um, so that's that in itself is, is very exciting. Um, I definitely have a ton of pride having this here and just being able to kind of operate this facility from from scratch and figure yeah. out you know we get to make our mark on this place and we get to set the tone for you know how we're going to start start and you know make this a really popular attraction to come to so that alone I have a ton of a ton of it feels like ownership and pride that yeah. I want this experience to be wonderful. I want people to love it here. It's in my hometown. You know, we get to operate this facility from the ground up and set the tone, set the experience. And so I think our whole team here that. has feels so much pride to make this place the best that it can be. And uh -huh. that's a very common theme across our staff. I'm so lucky the team that we have here everybody's I think we should do this let's try this this would be really fun I don't think this worked so well so let's try it yeah. this way and that's everybody has that feeling that we're all trying to make this facility as amazing as it can be it sounds like a sense like a the energy right yes it's very the energy positive putting into it and coming back from it right it sounds like you guys feel it back from yes your guests seeing so many people just come to the facility and just have fun being around the game of golf I mean that's that's kind of the empowerment that we need that, okay, we're doing something right here. All right, one last thing. Sure. I know I've talked to you for a while, so sorry, but I told okay. you I could talk to you for a long time. Um, just in summary, what, um, in your role here, what do you want people to know mm -hmm. when they haven't come here yet and they hear PGA Frisco or Fields Ranch in Frisco, Omni PGA Frisco Resort, what do you want people to know? I want them to know that this facility is open for everyone. That's the biggest thing I want people to take away. I think golf has a bit of a stigma that you have to be a good golfer to go to a golf course, and that's not true here. There's opportunities for you to be new to the game, a novice golfer. Um, it's just a social activity. And so I really want people to know that the dance floor is open to the public. Um, it's free. Um, if you want to rent a putter, you can, um, but it's free to just come out and spend time on the dance floor. You know, it's very affordable to go play the swing. It's 10 holes. It takes about an hour and a half to play. It's a great amount of time without committing your entire day to playing a round of golf. And then if you are a serious golfer that, you know, really loves the game, we have two amazing championship golf courses as well. In addition to all the other fun things that there are on property, I just love that so much is centered around the game of golf. So I just want people to know that Please come, even if you know, you're know you not a serious golfer, please come to the facility and enjoy it. That's great, perfect, perfect way to wrap it all up. So um, Trish Holt, thank you for your time Yeah, today. my pleasure. It is a Saturday morning out here, which is probably your, your crunch time. It's pretty busy, time. yeah, that's yeah. no, okay. It's so I do appreciate you sitting down with me. And to everyone else, thank you for listening or watching um, this episode of Hustle & Pro. So you can catch us on um, video on YouTube, and you can hear us on basically any of your favorite podcast platforms. 
So be sure to subscribe so that you uh, get a notification for our next episode. We'll see you next time.